On the 7th of September, the Congress Party started one of their most ambitious campaigns till date. Led by their former chief and MP Rahul Gandhi, the party launched its mega plan to have workers walk from Kanyakumari, that's the southernmost tip of the country, to Srinagar in the north, covering 3,500 kilometers in 12 states over 150 days. Their message was simple to expose the BJP government's divisive policy with the countering slogan of Bharat Joro or Uniting India. Till now, they're only in the second state, but already it's generating a lot of attention from whether their accommodations and clothes are modest enough to the people they are meeting along the way. But the key question we look at is, will it hurt the Modi government at all? You're listening to First Voice, Last Word, our weekly podcast on Indian politics. I'm Sunitra Chaudhary, National Political Editor for Hindustan Times. And in my two decades of experience, I've realized that politics is often like reality TV, full of dramatic personalities making strategic moves. But unlike the entertainment that stars provide, this actually impacts our lives. So... Let me take you inside these corridors of power to understand what the Netas are talking about and how their moves ripple down to us. And today, I tell you the story of Padyatras through the years. It's perhaps safe to say that the first such walk as a form of protest was launched by what the kids call the OG of protester politicians, Mahatma Gandhi in 1930. Bapu launched the Dandi March as part of his larger civil disobedience movement against the British. As our history books have taught us, Gandhi asked why the British had banned Indians from locally producing salt, forcing them instead to buy this imported variety that was heavily taxed and expensive. It was an issue that was festering for years and when Gandhi decided to walk from his Sabarmati ashram in Ahmedabad to the coast in Dandi to make the salt, It set the ball rolling on a greater movement against the British. Gandhi explained his mission. The soldiers of the first batch had burnt their boats the moment the march began. He added that he would not return to the ashram until the Salt Act was repealed and Swaraj won. The distance that the Mahatma covered was not even 400 kilometers and it took him just about a month. But every day... The crowds got bigger at the villages where he spent the night and thousands joined him in this symbolic breaking of law by making salt, leading to 60,000 people being arrested by the end of the year. But the power of this non-violent walk was so strong that it led to the signing of the Gandhi-Irwin Pact that finally allowed Indians to produce salt. So numerous were Gandhi's followers and so wholeheartedly did they accept his program that the British government held two roundtable conferences on India's problems. 
One was attended by the Mahatma in 1931. The genesis of the idea, as well as the romance around it, comes from Mahatma Gandhi, obviously. Political researcher and columnist Asim Ali says that it was this mobilization, the crowds that the Mahatma drew with his walk and mingling with masses, that he inspired all other padyatras that followed over the years. But to be successful, they needed to also contain some of the intrinsic factors that Dandi March had. What Gandhi showed was that for this sort of political mobilization to succeed, the message and the medium need to be in sync. So basically, you, you need two things. One, you need a big message. And two, you need a reason as to why you're choosing this medium as opposed to others. These kind of political yatras are populist political mechanism. Essentially, what you're saying is that we do not have faith in these existing established institutions as a means to achieve our political objectives. Gandhi's mass outreach, for example, was a vote of no confidence in the colonial government. Likewise, Advani was saying that these secular institutions cannot give you the Ram Temple. Uh, will uh, Supreme Court decide if Lord Ram was born in Ayodhya on the same spot? Uh, so he had to reach out directly to the people. And ever since then, politicians have followed in the Mahatma's footsteps, hoping to recreate his magic, to connect with people in an old-fashioned way, to travel long distances on foot, meeting ordinary people to spread their message, something that Janta Party leader Chandrasekhar did in 1983 to campaign against the Indira Gandhi government. He too started from Kanyakumari, but he took a much longer route, covering more than 4,000 kilometres, gathering crowds along the way. The impact wasn't very obvious though, because other factors like Indira Gandhi's assassination soon overtook events, but it's still remembered as the last most ambitious on-foot campaign. Even Prime Minister Narendra Modi praised Chandrasekhar's efforts at a recent launch of a biography on him. Today, the Prime Minister touched upon a particular aspect of that 1983 Yatra. He said that Chandrasekhar did not do his Padyatra around elections. He went and met each section of society and he said that the country didn't give him due respect for it. There may not have been electoral dividend for Chandrasekhar, but he did go down in the history books as a politician who walked the longest distance to understand people's hopes and aspirations. And there were others who came after, including, of course, L.K. Advani, the then BJP president. Advani didn't walk, but took out a Rathyatra, a chariot procession across the country to drum up support for the building of a Ram temple in Ayodhya, one of BJP's core promises.
the yatra that advanaji undertook and the huge response that uh, it received from people it should have opened the eyes of uh, the congress and others that this is a is an issue that is at the very heart of uh, hindu aspirations Sudhendra Kulkarni was a close aide of Advani and is now a political activist who is also part of the largest civil society that is supporting Rahul Gandhi's padyatra. Had the Congress continued to respond positively to these aspirations and not opposed the demand for construction of Ram Temple, Indian politics would have been different. By opposing this demand we know what has happened congress has been literally wiped out in uttar pradesh in much of north india in fact in much of the rest of india and this singular instance gave rise to the ascent of the bjp by saying that uh, this issue should be dealt only by the judiciary as if this is only a judicial matter and not a matter for the leaders of the hindus and muslim communities to sit across the table and resolve in an amicable manner the congress made a very big mistake i hope there is some degree of uh, introspection on this issue and course correction this was the 1990 rath yatra which i said as i said i did not participate in but i supported advani ji's rath yatra and i continue to support having worked very closely with him thereafter i know that uh, his basic impulse in undertaking this yatra was not communal at all it was rather to give political support to an issue that was at the heart of the hindu aspirations the 1990 yatra set off a chain of events primarily mainstreaming the aspiration for building the ram temple in the site of the babri masjid and it led up to the eventual demolition by car sevaks on december 6 of 1992 But when Advani planned another Rath Yatra a few years later in 1996 and timed it before the general elections, it was different. The Swarn Jayanti Rath Yatra, and this started from the Gowalia tank in Bombay, Mumbai, which was the site of the. historic quit india movement in 1942 led by mahatma gandhi and this rath yatra traverses the length and breadth of india for two and a half months culminated in delhi i was one of the very few who accompanied him all through this yatra i was actively associated with the bjp then and in the course of this yatra advani ji visited scores of places of importance to the freedom movement both the 1947 movement as well as the 1857 the first war of independence 
and paid tribute to all those who sacrificed their lives and who struggled for India's independence, irrespective of their ideology and irrespective of their religious background. So on the question of when do these Yatras fail, I think a good example would be Advani's Yatra in 96, when he took out a good governance Yatra, which could not generate any kind of traction. Uh, because this kind of uh, populist public outreach does not work as well as an election platform. It should be on a big issue and it should be seen to be above normal party competition. So even if we take the example of Chakandreti, who is known for these political Yatras, and it did help him win the last elections, um, but the most important of his political yatra was right after his father died, when he went directly to the people and essentially said that the Congress party was no longer the uh, political channel of his father's legacy. Asim Ali is referring to Andhra Pradesh Chief Minister Jagan Mohan Reddy, whose father, Y.S. Rajshikar Reddy, had done a two-month-long padyatra covering 100 kilometers in 2004. YSR, as he was known, became chief minister and then five years later, he again got an overwhelming mandate in 2009. But it wasn't long after that that he died in a helicopter crash. That's when the struggle to claim his legacy began between his son, Jagan Reddy, and the Congress party, a fight that Jagan won. In fact, it's interesting to recall that the Congress party's fight with Jagan began over a padyatra. He wanted to travel across Andhra Pradesh to meet people after his father's death and the Congress party wouldn't allow him. But be a very emotional moment also because your father did the same padyatra and again you are on the same path and it's the end. Of, today is the last day. Yes, actually, yes, ma. 3,600 kilometers coming to an end, touring the entire state of Andhra Pradesh inch by inch. Uh, this is something what... Uh, I would have never dreamt of, but uh, it's been done. I praise be to the God and to the people of Andhra Pradesh. What have been your achievements? You know, when you've gone out, you've met people, two crore people, you've listened to their aspirations. So what do you think you've achieved with this Padhyatra? The most important thing is, see, people know where you're sleeping. People know the route you're taking. So that gives a tremendous amount of leeway them to come, see you, meet you in person, stop you and explain their problems. It's important to remember that Andhra Pradesh has a rich tradition in such journeys. The Telugu Desam Party's founder, N.T. Rama Rao, after the launch of the party in 1982, set out in his Chevrolet turned Rath to travel 100 kilometers a day meeting people. It ensured his credentials as a heavyweight, serious politician, despite being an actor. And when his son-in-law, Chandrababu Naidu, took over the party, he carried out his own Padhyatras. And it is in this backdrop, and for the first time since 1983 and Chandrasekhar's effort that Rahul Gandhi has set out to walk for 25 kilometers daily to travel across our vast country in a journey that will take place while his party conducts organizational elections. Before he set out, he met with civil society activists, asking them to join him in this endeavor. I was present, Sunetra, at uh, the meeting of Rahul Gandhi 
with uh, a large number of representatives of civil society organizations in Delhi last month, organized at uh, the behest of Yogendra Yadav, who is a very eminent uh, activist and uh, you know he's involved in so many movements, including historic farmers movement two years ago. And I had an opportunity to interact with Rahul Gandhi along with many others. And he made one very important point in that interaction. He said that for him, this yatra is not politics as usual. He wants to understand India. He wants to listen to the people of India. And of course, he also wants to communicate his ideas to them. And for him, this is less of a political yatra than a spiritual yatra. He said, it's a tapasya for me because I want to understand my country. We should not be cynical in judging this endeavor. We should judge the Padyatra only after it is over. But uh, my own initial feeling is that uh, it is going to do a lot of good to Rahul Gandhi, who is a much misunderstood politician. The Congress party has decided to do a Padyatra across the country. I'm a member of the Congress party. And as a member of the Congress party and a person who agrees with the ideology of the Congress party, I am participating in this Yatra. The idea, as I said, of this Yatra is to connect with the people, listen to the people, understand what they are facing, and also communicate to them a few things. Communicate the fact that India has changed, the institutional framework of India has been captured, and there is an attempt to place one vision on top of this country. Phenomena Putran, Rahul Gandhi, Rahul Gandhi, Ida Kadanu Kadanu, Uruwad Uruwad Padishemai, India Maharajam Katirikuna, Rajim Gandhi, Udapriya Putran, Rahul Gandhi, Ida. It's only about 10 days since the Yatra started, but it is difficult to gauge what the final impact of this ambitious Yatra is going to be. When Rahul Gandhi says that he's traveling to understand India, some could point out that it's been a very indulgent and a long training process. There was a 2008 Discover India tour soon after he became General Secretary in the party. And then there were his tours in Uttar Pradesh, speaking to farmers on land acquisition. Now, one of the main architects of the Bharat Jodo Yatra is party leader Digvijay Singh, who himself did a 3,300-kilometer-long walk along the Narmada River in 2017, and the Congress came to power in the state of Madhya Pradesh soon after that. You, the person who only spiritually done nearly 3,000 kilometers as being walking, it was a total spiritual. But being as a politician and being as an MP and Congress uh, Gandhi families, Mr. Rahul Gandhi is doing this one. So is this expecting foot to the power and routing Padayatra? You know, Mr. Rahul Gandhi, he could have become the Prime Minister in UP2 also. Everyone in the party wants him to be the AICC president. 
But then he's not after power. Everyone wanted him to become a minister in government of India, in UPA 1, UPA 2. He refused. He is one politician in this country who is not after power. He is fighting for an ideology. He is fighting for the very idea of India. Then you said, Digvijay Singh, you are a religious man. What is our Indian Hindu religion? Equal respect to all religions. We are in Kanyakumari today, where there is a Swami Vivekanand memorial. What did Swami Vivekanand stand for? His very essence of all his teachings was equal respect to all religions. And that is the basis of our Indian constitution. Rahul Gandhi may not be doing this for power, but there are many who point out that the idea is too wishy-washy, that it's not electorally savvy at all. They ask why the Bharat Jodo Yatra isn't even covering the states that are crucial to elections like Gujarat, which sees polls at the end of the year. Why is he spending 18 days in Kerala, which has only 20 Lok Sabha seats, and just a handful of days in Uttar Pradesh, which has 80 seats? But then political analyst Asimali points out that the best and most effective yatras are the ones that don't seek immediate electoral returns. Uh, coming to Rahul Gandhi's Pahayachodo Yatra, I do not think that it can be dismissed uh, because the underlying big message behind the yatra, or at least the components of the big message, have quite a bit of traction among the people. So the big message has essentially two components. One that Indian democracy is in decline and that democratic institutions have been captured. And two is about the general economic anguish around price rise, unemployment, inequality. And so the big message of the Yatra is that these two components are directly connected. That the democratic deficit we are witnessing is causing your economic agony. So how do we know that these two components of the big message has significant traction among the people? We can look at the recent India Today MOTN survey where 48% of people said that they are concerned that Indian democracy might be in danger. This concern is not about a popular rejection of Hindu nationalism, but indeed a concern about free speech. Because questions on those counts do not generate a high level of disapproval. But when it comes to questions about, say, the ED rates on political parties, or the attempts to split political parties, they do generate a high level of disapproval. So there is a genuine concern about the democratic health of the country, especially when it comes to the question of free and open party competition, which is the first component of Rahul Gandhi's big political message. What hasn't changed is his incessant attack on the Rashtriya Swayam Sevak Sangh, the ideological fountainhead of the BJP. While other political leaders counter the ruling party by focusing on their inadequacies like their inability to tackle price rise or unemployment, Gandhi has steadfastly stuck to his refrain against the RSS and Narendra Modi. Those who stoke the fires of hatred, those who stoke the fire of bigotry and prejudice, must be prepared to take some things back in the same coin. If I were to enumerate in the manner in which the BJP and its surrogates have fanned hatred, prejudice, lies, falsehood, 
See, the trouble is the RSS and the BJP is not used to aggressive responses from the Congress. When the Congress gives an aggressive response, when they are in the middle, they go back to the middle. So, अगर वो आक्रामक होंगे हम डबल आक्रामक होंगे ये समझ लेना चाहिए उनको पर भारत जोड़ो यात्रा का मकसद जोड़ने का मकसद है भारत जोड़ो यात्रा का मकसद है जो प्रयास किया जा रहा है जो कोशिश किया जा रहा है भारत को तोड़ने की विभाजन जो विभाजनकारी नीतियां हैं विभाजनकारी नियत है धर्म के नाम पर जाति के नाम पर भाषा के नाम पर प्रांत के नाम पर और जिस तरीके से आर्थिक विषमताएं बढ़ रही हैं और वो भी मोदी सरकार के नीतियों और नियत के कारण और जिस तरीके से राजनीतिक केंद्रीकरण हो रहा है वो भी मोदी सरकार और खास तौर से प्रधानमंत्री के व्यक्तित्व के कारण उससे मुकाबला करने के लिए भारत जोड़ो यात्रा निकाली गई है तो भारत जोड़ो यात्रा तोड़ने के लिए नहीं है तोड़ने के लिए एक जवाब है भारत जोड़ो भारत जोड़ो भारत जोड़ो हेटेड वो पाल रखे हैं बहुत पहले से और उनके बाप दादा ने भी संघर्ष का बहुत तिरस्कार किया इट्स नॉट अस दैट नर्चर्स हेट इट्स हिम इवन हिज डैड एंड ग्रैंडफादर ट्राइड वेरी हार्ड टू इंसल्ट द संघ दे यूज्ड ऑल देयर स्ट्रेंथ टू स्टॉप द संघ बट the sang has continued to thrive why because we have and have always got the support of common people so we have nothing to comment about them kya kehna uske bare mein kuch comment karne lag gaye wo sara chitra wagaire bhi the sang may not comment about rahul gandhi but the bjp does and ever since the yatra began the bjp has found it hard to ignore Gandhi's clothes, his meetings, his words have been picked on by the BJP's top leadership. Abhi agar Rahul Dada Bharat Jodo Yatra lekar nikle hain, videshi jersey pantar, videshi t-shirt pantar, Bharat Jodne nikle hain. Mitra, main unko aur Congressio ko. उनका संसद का भारत भाषण का एक वाक्य याद कराता हूं भारत राष्ट्र है ही नहीं अरे राहुल बाबा किस किताब में पढ़े हो आज मैं पूछना चाहती हूं कांग्रेस पार्टी से आप कहते हैं आप यात्रा कर रहे हैं भारत को जोड़ने की अरे अगर कन्याकुमारी से चले तो कम से कम इतनी निर्लज्जता तो ना दिखाते स्वामी विवेकानंद जी को प्रणाम कर कर तो बताते लेकिन वो भी राहुल गांधी को स्वीकार नहीं यू नो दैट सेइंग There's no such thing as bad press until now the yatra has generated a fair amount of buzz that's also because they are in familiar territory with congress winning most of the seats in kerala The real test will be when the yatra has been on for a couple of weeks and they are in BJP territory like Madhya Pradesh and there's also audience fatigue that's when the real test will be whether the aam janta still connects with Bharat Jodo It's too early to assess the success of uh, the Bharat Jodo yatra because Rahul Gandhi has covered just about uh, 150 kilometers just one week since he started 
is a long way to go, 150 days. Whether the Bharat Jodo Yatra will bring electoral gains to the Congress, very early days, because the Congress is uh, plagued by huge problems, problems in its ideology, problems in its organizations, problems even in its leadership. For example, even today, it has not settled the issue of uh, who is going to be the president of the party. And by all indications, it's not going to be Rahul Gandhi, it will be someone else from outside the Nehru Gandhi family, which I think is going to be a good thing for the Congress. But the sooner the Congress settles the leadership issue, the issue of the president of the party, the better it is for them. But uh, one thing is certain, this Yatra is going to bring a lot of new energy to the party. Rahul has said that uh, he has some differences even with his own party leaders in the way they have understood this Yatra. Many Congress leaders are expecting this Yatra to give immediate political electoral benefits. Whereas Rahul is viewing this from a somewhat different perspective. He wants to change the nature of Indian politics. It's too audacious an exercise. Whether he will succeed in that uh, is a big question mark. Just uh, a padyatra is not going to make a big difference, but it will definitely bring to the fore some fundamental questions that uh, Indian politics, Indian democracy has to address. I have very clearly decided in my mind what I'm going to do. There's no confusion in my mind at all. The effectiveness of these uh, political yatras depend on whether the message and the medium are in complete sync. You have to tell the people why this is the specific medium you're using to reach out to them. Rahul Gandhi has had similar initiatives before, but it was either on single issues such as land acquisition or before an election. In this case, there's a better sync between the message and the medium. Rahul Gandhi is essentially saying that all these uh, democratic institutions have been captured or all these political channels have been closed. So this is the only available route for me to reach out to you. And he's saying that your economic grievances cannot be given a political platform unless it is through direct action such as this. So this is the only way. With this the idea of the Bharat Jodo Yatra is to counter the idea of division and hatred that is being spread around our country. And so Rahul Gandhi makes his way through towns, avoiding big cities, having his personal moments with the citizens of the country. He says that he doesn't care what it leads to, whether he wins elections or not. But for his party colleagues 
and for the opposition this is precious time in the lead up to the 2024 general election they don't feel they have the luxury to waste this time that they should be building up their cadres and strengths to take on the might of the ruling party and they all know that without a strong congress the party which will have a direct fight with the bjp in several north indian states like rajasthan himachal madhya pradesh among others the opposition will have a mammoth task of course this yatra has a congress party political element to it and it has to because it is a congress party yatra and there are many people who are working in it but i agreed to join this yatra partially because i believe in the ideals of the congress party and i think that it's important that those ideals are spread in the country it's a different way of thinking about things it's a different way of looking at things but hopefully i will get some understanding um, about myself and some understanding about this beautiful country from this yatra and i think 2 uh, 3 months Four months later, I will be a little wiser. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to First Voice Last Word. I'm Sunitra Chaudhary. This episode was produced by Deepthi Ahuja and edited by Sanju Abraham. Editorial inputs were provided by Snehashish Roy and Disha Kumari. Do write to me about what you'd like us to cover next at Sunitra C on Twitter. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us on hdsmartcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back again next week with another secret story of political lies. Till then, goodbye. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.